Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. My name is Lisa Holden, and I'm an Associate Professor of Dairy Science in the Animal Science Department at Penn State. In this series of Bovine Banter, we are focusing on the use of double cropping on dairy farms. I'm joined today by Dr. Heather Karsten, an Associate Professor of Crop Production and Ecology, also from Penn State. Dr. Carson, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role at Penn State? Sure, thanks, Lisa. Um, I'm also an associate professor in the Department of Plant Sciences. I'm an agronomist and, and really an agroecologist. And I lead a long-term dairy cropping systems project that Lisa and others in animal science are part of, as well as people from multiple disciplines where we are now in our 13th year exploring opportunities to help dairy farms reduce their off-farm inputs and reduce cost of production, but maintain productivity and sort of long-term sustainability of their cropping systems and dairy farms while also reducing environmental outputs or you know, impacts on the environment. Um, and we've found double cropping, which this is about, I know you're interested in, to be one of the real opportunities now for dairy farmers and into the future. Excellent. Thank you. So you talked about some of these large um, agroecosystems projects that you have been leading um, and you've been evaluating and looking at the impacts of double cropping and cover crops. Can you define for us what you mean by double crop? And then could you also share some highlights from that research? Sure. So when we talk about a double crop, we're referring to growing two crops within a season or practically within a season. And so some people may be familiar with double cropping winter wheat and soybeans, um, but in dairy and ruminant systems, we're really optimizing opportunities to produce more forage by following corn silage with a planting of a winter annual, such as winter wheat or winter rye, cereal rye or triticale, and harvesting that for silage forage the next spring. And then, you know, one can double crop corn silage again or another, another crop, maybe um, sorghum Sudan grass. And um, we've found that this system really provides a lot of benefits to dairy farms because they can produce more forage from that acre of land in total. So they may have a little less corn silage, but the increase in production from the winter annual still increases the total forage. And if it's well-managed can be more produce more net returns or be more profitable. And it also provides an opportunity to use the nutrients on the farm from the dairy manure that often needs to be applied in the fall um, when manure storage is, is sort of reaching its capacity before going into the winter. So farms often need to put manure out there in the fall or continuously at different times in the fall and spring. So this is a really great opportunity to use those nutrients to produce another crop on the farm. So it sounds like there's some great advantages to double cropping with the increased forage and the profitability aspects, but what are some challenges that producers who are considering using double cropping might face? Right, well, the first thing I think is it really is 
it requires a new management mindset because this is about managing for two crops. We're no longer just planting rye or, or wheat or triticale as a cover crop. So we need to manage it and, and growers need to probably think mainly about three main challenges. One is how to do very timely planting of both crops, the, the winter annual right after corn silage harvest, for instance, in the fall and optimal timing of the forage in the spring for forage quality and then planting the corn or the next crop as soon as possible right after. Um, and that can be complicated by weather conditions that often are rainy in the fall, especially in the spring. And that means really one has to pay a lot of attention to how do we optimize given the weather and the forecast when we can harvest this, when we can get in there plant without you know, contributing to soil compaction. The other is probably um, really accounting for the nutrient, nutrient re removal of two crops in one year, because as you add another winter annual, if you wanna optimize the yield and quality of it, you need additional nutrients. And, and then you've now removed nutrients where maybe there would have been a cover crop after that fall manure or no crop after that fall manure. And so there's less nutrients for the subsequent year's summer crop, such as corn. Um, so for instance, one thing that we found and other researchers have found is that planting the winter annual as soon as possible after harvesting the corn silage is key if we wanna optimize yield because with every day that it's delayed in the fall, the average temperatures are declining and the day lengths are getting shorter. And so growing degree days are shrinking with every day in the fall. And that means less potential for crop production. And then looking at how do we, if, you know, if we wanna harvest this for dairy milking cow rations, we really wanna get in there around that, what we call the flag leaf stage or just before boot and that will give you still very optimal quality. But if you haven't applied a lot of nutrients in the fall, you might even benefit from top dressing some nitrogen in the spring when it's cool and the soils are cool and not mineralizing manure nitrogen quickly. And so, you know, in terms of optimizing both yield and crude protein of that forage in the spring, a bit of top dressing um, can help. And, and then, you know, if we don't get in there at the optimum stage of development, it could still produce even more forage if it's raining and you can't harvest it. That could be good as a large quantity of feed for dry cows and heifers. So that change, you know, that results in kind of a management in use change and, and thinking about that. Um, and then of course this, this nutrient removal means you have to use a nutrient management plan and plan for assessing how much now is needed for the subsequent crop. And maybe we need to side dress the corn with some additional nitrogen since the, the winter annual has removed nutrients. Excellent. Well, great advice on uh, overcoming some of those challenges or at least certainly being aware of them. Um, you talked a little bit before about benefits. So what are some of those benefits that producers might realize? Um, what's, gonna, what's gonna drive people to utilize some double cropping? Sure, yeah, well, as I said, the first one is that now with that piece of land, you know, that field, you can produce two crops that in the end will produce more total forage, um, even though you might take a see a reduction in corn silage yield. So that increase in total forage 
is very helpful. It actually often means that farms can then harvest some of their other corn ground as corn grain. And that helps them then reduce how much corn grain they would have to buy in because they're producing more total forage from the corn silage land. Um, I'd say another really great one is now we're building soil health, we're conserving soil because we have you know, definitely established a well-established winter annual in the fall when there can be precipitation and runoff and soil erosion and nutrient loss if we put, had put manure out there without a cover. And then in the spring, it can really grow a lot of root biomass that is great for building soil structure, for, for adding organic matter to the soil, for supporting microbes in the soil and all sorts of soil health benefits associated. And then if we let it grow longer, which we do to make it worthwhile to harvest, then we would have let a cover crop grow. That means even, and it's often only maybe 10 days or two weeks here in central Pennsylvania that you, you delay the, the harvest or the termination, that produces a lot of biomass that also adds a lot of organic matter and, and, and soil structure, but it also helps because there's a good canopy there then to compete with weeds. And now we have, for instance, glyphosate tolerant um, mare's tail, which is a winter annual or germinates in the spring. And so now you have a really nice competitive canopy there to help suppress that. And then of course, the biggest one I think is driving growers to do this is it's a way to produce more on your farm um, and reduce inputs of feed and, and, and inputs even of fertilizer. And so that in the end helps the bottom line economically. And, and we've definitely found in this long-term project that this can reduce feed forage costs and help farms to be more profitable. Along with all, you know, all these other great agronomic benefits that, that we see uh, with nutrient management and soil health, there are also economic benefits. So that's that's a nice combination of benefits. Excellent. So with all these great benefits that you've highlight, highlighted for us, um, what are the trends? Are you seeing more dairies, fewer dairies in Pennsylvania adopting a, a double cropping system? Yeah, I, you know, we, we don't have good survey data about this, but our observations and, you know, working with extension educators and communications with farmers, um, and for instance, people tuning in to webinars about this, we're definitely seeing more growers doing this. And, you know, I think one of the opportunities is now our growing seasons in the spring and fall, farmers are realizing they're longer, they're they are milder, and they can take advantage of that to grow these winter annual crops. So it's, it's kind of like we are taking advantage of this longer growing season while also protecting the soil from, from you know, erosion and protecting those nutrients. So it's something that's caught on in New York and in the Great Lakes region where it's even colder and the, the climate you know, is, is a little more challenging, but this is, and there are a lot of dairies there also. So this is something I think many regions that have lots of dairy systems are seeing these nutrient management, soil health, forage production and, and economic benefits of, so it's really catching on. That sounds great. So we want to thank you for being with us today on Bovine Banter. And we'll ask if you could, Heather, um, do you have a takeaway message that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, I think this system, as, I, as we've talked about, provides multiple benefits. It does require a new mindset and really timely 
planning to optimize it, to optimize the quality and yields um, and, and make it worth you know, the, the extra cost and labor. And I think we also wanna keep in mind though that although there are lots of benefits and I know from a ration balancing, it's, it's uh, got some benefits. There are also great benefits of being able to rotate out of these grass after grass. They're basically both monocots and they can have um, you know, diseases and things associated with them to, to potentially rotate back to say alfalfa and a perennial that can help reduce compaction and reduce weed populations and other pest populations. And so, although I think this is really an excellent system, I also, as an agronomist, <laughs> want to acknowledge that we also see benefits of integrating it into a crop rotation that also diversifies that system and, the, and can help with perhaps reducing some of the compaction that can happen over time. Well, thank you very much for our guests today, and thank you for joining us today on Bovine Banter. Be sure to tune in to our next episode, hosted by dairy educator Carly Becker, talking about grazing small grains with some faculty from the University of Maryland Extension System.